Check it out, y'all. Welcome to Wishboning, the unofficial Wishbone podcast. I'm your host, John Murphy. This is episode titled Groomed for Greatness. With me always is my co-host, Christian Humes. Christian, welcome. Hello, John. It's been a while since I've seen you. I've been preparing to be a gentleman since we last spoke. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've also been preparing to be a gentleman. And What's your favorite part about that? Because I had a lot of trouble with the thing where they make me walk in a straight line with a bunch of books on my head and like hop on one foot and I have to balance them. Is that? I thought that was just a DUI test. With the books? Yeah. No, no, no. The lady's there. She's got like a ruler. She yells at me whenever they fall off my head. Oh. Uh, How about the thing where they make you sip the teacup in the right way? Is it, yeah. I never did that, but... No slurping. <laughs> We're talking about great expectations on this episode. Uh, so strap yourselves in because this is going to be a bumpy ride. Uh, <laughs> joining us is a wonderful guest. Very special. Coming all the way from this room, <laughs> Therese Andrews. Hello. Welcome. What kind of gentleman are you that it took so long to say hi to me? Well, I'm still you, training. Oh, okay. Okay. And it would be rude on my part to introduce you because that's not my role here. We're also going off of a, you know, 18th century gentlemanness, and we don't acknowledge the woman in the room until <laughs> okay. well after, you know, things have been set up. So That's true. He raises a good point. Okay, well, consider me a gentle lady, and I'll just pretend that's that's all right with me. No problem. Actually, I'm very happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Therese, did you watch Wishbone growing up? I did. Oh, um, you did? I yes, thought I, I was did. under the assumption you didn't. No, I did. I I mean, I I didn't have cable growing John up. John just so got I more think this excited. Was, yes. No, I, I I mean, I I don't have a lot of fond memories of all of the episodes necessarily, but I did watch it on a regular basis. I I had a dog growing up, so I think I. Yeah. Surrounded myself by dog programming as much as possible. Like you, I did not also. I also did not have cable. Yeah. So I had to make do with what PBS offered, which they had a lot of great offerings. So yeah, mostly Wishbone and Arthur. I think. Did, did you have a f- <laughs> like um, Magic School Bus? I watched a lot of. Was it yeah. Ghost Rider? Yep, Ghost Rider uh, was on there. Was that PBS? Yeah. Ghost yeah. Rider, not Ghost Rider. Writer. Different. Nothing. Is that a yeah. Nicolas Cage movie? The, Is yeah. that what I'm thinking? <laughs> the eye, the eye sunspot. Not that. Okay. Ghost Rider was a sunspot that would appear like, and give you clues. <laughs> right, right, right. You yes. Know, as a spoiled child who had cable TV, I also watched it. this, which I think says something about the quality of the show because I could have been watching cartoons. I could have been watching Bugs Bunny shoot Elmer Fudd or Daffy Duck get, you know, holes blown into his face, but at times I chose to learn about great novels like today's. But also I think th- there's something about seeing a real dog partake in adventure. And this is during an era where you have the airbud phase and all those other type of animals mm-hmm. in things, <laughs> yeah. movies and TV shows. And so I there's just something interesting. I think when you're a kid and you watch that, it's like engrossed in, and like seeing him act human. Right. Which, so. of course, is what every kid is imagining their dog is doing anyway. Yeah, uh, when you leave so, the house. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, did you have a favorite episode or like a notable one or did you kind of like it all blends together? A favorite episode. Gosh, I'm really on the spot. Um, I don't know. To be honest, it sort of blends together. I don't, yeah. I don't know if there's a standout in my mind. Um, but yeah, I, I did watch a lot of them. 
they just kind of they're all just adorable puppies in in my mind <laughs> um yeah so nothing specific great uh speaking of great great expectations i did not read this book nor really un- like i always knew of the title and it was aware it was like a charles dickens book but i was never like i didn't really know what it was about or what the story was and i was let's just say i, I was severely disappointed by this episode learning about what the story was yeah it's it's funny i've rewatched some of the wishbone episodes frequently and this one significantly seemed like a little bit of a, a dip in quality but um it just like it was hard to to follow for me you it's funny you didn't really say anything about it while we were watching it together until i was like this episode sucks and you're like oh thank god you're like because i <laughs> you're like i'm having trouble following this it's so bad Mm-hmm. It like wasn't keeping your interest at all, and then I didn't say anything till John like, and then John was like, "Oh, I hated it." It was like I didn't really like it either. <laughs> I mean, I kind of enjoyed the Oakdale story for yeah, the most part. The Oakdale story yeah. is definitely the highlight. Yeah. So, but yeah, once again, to the like the, the I, I feel like this story. It's I think it's one of the last books he wrote, or it's one, one close to one of the last ones that he wrote, uh, Dickens. But I don't know. I feel like every He's artist mailing it in. doesn't. Yeah, they're kind of mailing That's it in. <laughs> I've, I've always had this idea that Charles Dickens is like this incredible, incredible writer. I mean, because of A Christmas Carol, one of the best pieces of work ever made by the Muppets. Yeah. Uh, if ever. only he knew. If only he knew that the ever best adaptation the of his work. I mean, is maybe that a was his end goal. Anyway, yeah. maybe That's what he always imagined. It was some man who made like a cloth animal. After all, there's only one more sleep till Christmas. Anyways, that's pretty uh, good. I, was pretty I good. wasn't going to interrupt that. I was no, going to let no. that go as long no, no, as no, possible. No, no, no. That was good. Uh, yeah, I can do it. I can do an off-brand Kermit, but <laughs> um, yeah. Did you? Neither of you that read this book, though. No, no. I didn't yeah. read it. And were you kind of in the same boat? Where you're like, I, I was aware of this. I know about it, but I never really understood what the story was, or. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew the name of it, and I thought this is going to be one of those things where when the story started, that it was something that I would recall, like, oh, I know what this story is. And right. as it went on and on, I was like, oh, I'm actually completely unfamiliar with this story other than the title. Yeah, and I, I the, the title, like, to me, I thought it was going to be more of, um, like, Pride and Prejudice. Mm. And it kind of is, but it's almost if you take Oliver Twist and Pride and Prejudice and, like, put yeah. them together. Yeah. And it, it's, like, the worst the parts of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Oakdale uh, yeah, the, story, though, was like the redeeming part. Yes, it didn't help. Also, that this was probably the worst quality that we were able to find. <laughs> like, out of we've watched what forty three, forty four episodes of Wishbone at this point. Yeah, this must be the lowest yeah, quality. This was, this was letterbox within letterbox. Yes, and then just oodles like, of like compression. ADP. Yeah, 80p. <laughs> 80 pixels. I, yeah, I would argue maybe in the 70 range, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that might be generous. Um, yeah, it also actually a little bit also of Silas Marner in this as well with the, with the oh, convict. Yeah. Uh, and the goal and sort of like the acquiring. I mean, portion. this is sort of where we get back to that thing we've talked about. As we keep watching more of these, we just find that so many of these stories fall into one of a dozen different categories sort of the all story it's like there's 12 different stories out there and they're all sort of variations on one of those 12 or different pieces of them yeah but, but those three stories we mentioned are very unique yes in some, in yes. some ways so it's kind of but funny the overall message or journey 
tends to be thematically similar. Um, All right. Well, let's dive into the episode. Let's do it. Let's uh, do that once my cat here. Wow. He smells the fucking milk in it. He's such a psycho. Fatty. Come on. Fatty. I can't believe he jumped up there and didn't knock anything over. (laughs) I can't believe he did that and then you didn't move the drink. I I was first in shock. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I saw the whole thing like, like, no. Um, Okay. All right. We're good. All right, so in Oakdale, they're making the Jackson Park Dog Park, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you guess, or are they? They are. They're having a big event for it. Yeah, it seems like a huge opportunity for the community, for sure. Yes. Uh, We get a story from uh, Mr. Barnes. Tells a story about the the founder of Oakdale's dog was named Jackson and rescued him, and that's why I named the park after him. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if we ever heard that story before, but uh, new information. But anyway, so they're... Gonna build a dog park and as to commiserate the commiserate? <laughs> Commemorate. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, I just I, mean, I was commiserating during this episode. <laughs> commemorate the dog park. Uh Wanda is going to help build the statue of Wishbone, but she's going to bring in her famous uh sister once removed. Cousin once removed. Co- cousin once removed. Cousin yes. once removed. Renee Lassiter. Now, I pointed this out to Christian the other day. The definition of first cousin once removed is you to your cousin's child. That's the relationship. Isn't that a second cousin? No, that your child that would then be second cousins with that child. Oh. Because it's the okay. generation. So how old is Wanda? <laughs> oh, boy. If, yeah. If, Wait. It's my cousin's kid? Yeah. No. It's the next generation. I thought it was her dad's cousin's kid. Am I an idiot? I thought once removed was like someone was divorced That's or what something. I also used yeah. to think. No. That's what no. I used no. to think. No. Uh, I, I believe it's her dad that's once removed. So you go up and over yeah. cousin's kid. No, you, no. you guys are, 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 are talking yourselves into a, a lie here. Damn um, it. It's, I, it's, it's, that's why I'm saying it's a, it's a... It's a funny thing to say once removed or like, yeah. you know, because it's like, oh, it sounds like you were, you know, through divorce or whatever you're taking away. Yeah. No, but if you actually look up the definition of what, you know, like is my first cousin once removed, it's so you have a cousin and if they have a kid, they're not, they're not considered really your cousin. It's, I would argue that's a problem with the English language then because removed makes it sounds like someone is out of the family tree, which just, is why it, no, I thought that it would be a divorce. It's generational removed. Uh, so yeah, it's like they're one generation off. Seems weird. Okay, right now well, I'm I've no, no. learned more about family trees than I learned about the story. And then okay, so then wait, just if for- she's her <laughs> cousin once removed, that would make her. She should be significantly younger than Wanda. No, the other way. No, because Wanda says that she is her. Okay, so then she should removed. be okay. Whatever. Either, either right. Way, so it's Wanda's like, younger than her. Yeah, but then it's but which also that doesn't look like it's they correct. seem the same age. Basically, yeah. is my point. <laughs> Who. Who are they making fun of here when she shows up and we see what she looks like? She is like Meryl Streep playing the most ridiculous character ever. Because the way they're dressing her as this thespian, as this artist. Oh my God. Who is, it was, it who was is like a nun. going to be the angriest person? Is it the people in the art department or the costume department? Yeah. Like someone made that decision and whoever made that decision thinks very low of the artistic people working on this set. <laughs> so again, this is like so this is like probably Texas mindset 
thinking, yeah. like, this is what people in New York and L.A., you know, some sort of big shot artist is going to be all dressed all centric. they would have, like, a chef hat and a cape and pom-poms Yeah, she was, like, Swedish chef. Or something. It was very confusing. <laughs> you know, the more I think about it, too, the story that happens, and we'll get to this later, but I'm, I just need to say this now, the story that happens in Oakdale is much more of, like, about a grifter than it is about what happens in it's Great Expectations. Story of it's story like Donald. Yes, I was yeah. about to say, it's like Donald Trump. <laughs> She's basically Donald Trump. Yeah, she... Okay, so she has a reputation. It's it's not even like a, like a con man coming to town and like fooling people. It's more of like she has a previous reputation that Wanda has built up and sells to the town. And then it's like, hey, I got this guy, Donald Trump. You add the Trump brand in here. He's going to make it great. It's going to be great. She comes in, spends a lot of money. It's cheap labor. Basically. Right. Unpaid cheap yeah. labor. Doesn't pay her bills. <laughs> and then skips town when the, when the bill collectors come. Yeah, just throws the bills away and then just leaves town. And then just leaves, gone. Leaves the town dry. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Oh, uh, man. Um, but she still has like an expensive car and like other yeah. expensive things. Yeah, it's it's. No wonder she wears a cloak then, because it's crazy. She's Actually, just an let, evil villain. While we're at it, let's That's, just play our first yeah. clip, so that okay. way, because this is the part where we get to see uh, Renee's sort of a uh, lavish lifestyle in her. Well, also, um, her her sort of a belittling and also abusive relationship with Wanda. I, I want to say one thing. Back at the park when they first reveal what's happening, Wishbone's like, "This could be my big break." First of all, they try to build some dramatic tension, as if Wishbone's not going to be selected to be the dog that they're going to build a statue of. Also, Wishbone was Mr. McPooch. And that was the second of all. Wishbone mm-hmm. was almost Mr. McFucking. He was almost on TV. Yes, <laughs> that was his on big TV, break. He was going to be the mascot of an international dog food brand. His face would have been all over the world. Yeah. And now he's like, oh, I'm going to have a statue in Oakdale. Yeah, I think maybe maybe he now has an idea of he'll be more remembered if he's a statue as opposed to being. I mean, like having a, a statue would be pretty sweet. Yeah. I mean, so I'll say just speaking from experience, my dog, uh, no big deal. One Connecticut's cutest dog uh, <laughs> when he was five years old. And yeah. he was on the Jumbotron at our like local minor league baseball team. This um, one? Yeah. And he won't Buddy. shut up about it since. Yeah. And uh, I will <laughs> is that say. the same day you the got whole that commu- sweet photo? On- yeah. Wow, was, that's a big yeah, day. It was a huge moment. Um, so at that time, same thing. If if they were building a, a statue of a dog, I would have expected that Buddy w- would have gotten that opportunity as well. Um, <laughs> I, just saying. Um, it'd be cool to have a statue of yourself. I mean, think about it. Who's I mean, got statues? Just great people, right? I I know we're going in order here, but once I see the statue in the end, maybe it's not that great to have a statue of yourself. Well, I wouldn't want like an impressionist statue. Yeah, yes. I want a real. <laughs> like, but but like, um, you'd be up there with like Rocky. You'd yeah. be up there with RoboCop. No, what if it ended up being like Ronaldo's statue? Ronaldo. <laughs> They've got a new one. They got a new one. He got a new one. He got. A... But you'd be up there with Balto. Balto's a great artist. famous statue. What if part of oh, what if true. what if the the horrific twist is that if you get a statue you have to be put in the statue when oh, you God. die like you're like that's where you're buried you're, it's like a sarcophagus basically yeah. you're like, you're, you're, like an you're actually just encased in the statue that's very like Ghostbusters like they break out of the little demon dogs yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's the what demon they don't dog tell would you. have looked nice in that dog yeah like a good demon yeah. dog in the middle of Oaktail all right we could watch the clip yeah let's go to the yeah, let's go to the clip. Wanda has a beautiful garden. Yep. She really does. Awesome car. 
She must spend a ton of time on it. You know how much one of these things cost? I don't know, yeah, 35 no, grand. What kind of car is it? She it's like a Mustang. A oh, Mustang convertible. It's probably, yeah. David has big dreams of leaving the little town. She's got a CAD system. I like she reminds of Kathy oh Bates here. There she is with all of her clothes. Karama would tell her too many layers, too many layers. She needs all tan. the ponchos. Why does she have like balls braided into her hair? Yeah, you can hear them clinking together. Yeah. Like plastic. <laughs> Joe is still looking even more and more old. I don't understand. All she said is he's great with computers, and she's like, okay. Because she has to find someone who is, because she doesn't probably know how to actually do it. Do it, okay? Hey guys, wait up! Hey, let the, guys, hey guys! How are you gonna leave Wishbone outside? What do I need to get in it's, here? An it's, invitation? Because it's cute when he scratches at the door. It's so weird how, like, on numerous occasions in this show, Joe and David and Sam's usually been really smart. Also, no Sam in this episode. No Maybe. Sam? I don't think... Oh, no, she's, at, she's there at, at the end. She's there yeah. at the end. And she was at the park. Yeah, she's at the park, basically. She's just not in this scene. Yeah. Because but, she wouldn't have... Because if Sam were there, she'd be like, David, guys, why are you doing all this work? Yeah, why... She's obviously a grifter. Yeah. Be like, so is David going to get uh, compensation? <laughs> yeah. Um, but my point is that, like, this is now multiple times that Joe and David have, like, been duped into things. Like, they continuously, either by themselves or together, just... They get enamored with shit. Silly boys. You know? See? Silly boys. This is yeah. why mm-hmm. Sam couldn't be there. Because if there's a rational woman there, then... But for them to go from, like, like being enamored with the internet to now being, like, enamored with this, like, weird artist <laughs> that, like, is visiting. <laughs> weird artist. <laughs> like, ah, it's just, it's just funny. I think things are more exciting when you're young because they're new. This is the first time they're having this sort of very special experience. You know, oh, also, they've, there's probably never been a convertible in that town. They're enamored so, with money. <laughs> money, wealth, and, like, material things. So when they see someone come by and is like, oh, they got, like, all this new shit, it's like, great. I also, Sign and I up. could be wrong, I'm almost 100% sure that Wanda has a convertible and we've seen it before. She does. She drives one. Right. Okay. She has a blue convertible, right? That's like white or something. I think, yeah. I think Wanda's also loaded, which is part of the thing here because yeah. she has a very sizable, lovely home. We never see her working and all she spends her time doing is like all of these sort of like, I'm in the historical society, I'm in this society, and she just makes Fenwick art Cooper and stuff. Society. So either she has a ton of money from her family, or she just already made a ton of money, and she just spends her life doing whatever she wants. Well, we, we've discussed this before, where I think, yeah, she has money in some form, whether it's like family money, something that does not require her to work. And this is 90s. This is like 90s money. Yeah. Like, it's like 10 times the amount of what it'd be worth today. <laughs> I don't know if 10 times. It's not like inflation's been like that bad or <laughs> it'd be close. It would be close. Depends on when you're listening times. to this episode. If, if you're <laughs> listening to this episode, maybe a year or two after this come at some point or not, I'm probably right. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some point within between now and 2020, it could get yeah. really yeah, bad. Or right. even by 2050, as long as, as long oh, okay. as this is somewhere available at some point in the future, I'm probably right on some form of one day, some future disc <laughs> technology that's like sitting somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Renee's going to make the sculpture. 
immediately just kind of steps all over Wanda's stuff and is staying in her house and just is just terrible. Um, in England, during for Great Expectations, there's a kid named Pip, and he's in a graveyard. He encounters a man, basically an escape convict, uh, and he helps him. He feeds him and helps him escape, basically. And the convict's like, "I will, re- you know, thank you for your kindness, and I'll repay you someday." Okay, I had to rewatch the beginning of this like three times because as an adult, it was confusing enough. I can't imagine what this feels like as a child watching this because why is he visiting his parents' grave in the middle of the night and then there's a guy chained up somewhere like by himself and asking for a file? Yeah, first of all, he's weird for some vittles. A file and some vittles. Yeah, Yeah. Oh, man. But, we we were looking at each other like, what is he asking for? I think yeah, there's certain not, parts of the story that don't ad- adapt well. So it's yes. also not great character setup because it's like yeah. Pip just seems like okay, he seems weird because he's visiting a grave at night. Yep, and then he's so he's so dumb to not realize that this is someone on the. Well, run. this is the analog to Sam and David just being like, sure, I'll do all the work for you. <laughs> he's like, yeah, <laughs> but but it then when it comes up later, then when he review when he finds out the true intentions of this man. He's like, Oh my God, a convict. Oh, like, how could I not see this coming? And like, like it was pretty obvious. Yeah. Yeah. The stripes, (laughs) the chain, like nothing. Also, who cares? You're fucking loaded now. Like you went from being like, you, you live in a time where you basically have a caste system and you just got out. Like your pride is not worth this. Come on. Yeah. So yeah, this is like, so what's crazy about Pip is that he is just getting like scooped up by rich people left and right here so it's very confusing it's like out of twin peaks or something because like he goes to like basically like work for an old woman named miss havish uh, havishmeyer or havish havishman who apparently is so heartbroken after being left at her wedding still wears her wedding dress and still has all her like yeah. things out on the table which is like i would not like be two feet near Anywhere no, that. no. I would, um, I would stay a hell away from that. That's house. actually so a hell of a scene. Now, <laughs> now in this part of the story, I'm like, okay, this is like, how many red flags have already raised for me? Like, in thinking as a, a kid, you know, the the lesson is supposed to be if a stranger, and definitely a stranger with a change that clearly just like is hanging out in a graveyard in the middle of the night versus this woman. Like, these are people you probably shouldn't associate with. Yeah, it's like he is he's bat no for two here on yep. like Big time. being around like not weird people. But he sees some um, a young girl in uh Estella who is like, Hey, she's not so bad. Maybe I'll hang out around this house and try to win her affection. Well this this is also like a Charles Dickens thing because kinda in a Christmas carol he's got the ghost with the chains as well. So I think that yeah. he has a lot of I think he's just like really into that. He's sort into of, bondage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That explains it. Yeah, it's his fetish. He's into people in white gowns. Well, no, but he's like really, he's really into talking about the past and like burdening you and yeah, and and also just money. Like, yeah, it's the same kind of story. Whereas this, this is sort of the opposite story of a Christmas Carol, where in Christmas Carol, take the rich guy and show him that money's not all that matters. It's about being a good person. Mm -hmm. Whereas in this one, you take a poor kid, give them the money. And then show, like, what it can do to you, like, what you might become, like, where it comes from. Right. And it's like, yeah. oh, it's not worth it. Yeah. But it is, I don't know. It's 
confused. I don't even yeah, know. It's what a lie. Well, it's a lie that doesn't fit our capitalist world. Well, and separately, as Pip is falling in love with the character, uh, what's the name? The daughter's Stella. Yeah, she's Stella not Happen very nice to him at all. And I'm like, no. why is she nasty like, to him? Yes, I'm like, and I I don't know how I was supposed to follow that. Like, well, this either. is this is Pip's fetish. She's into humiliation. Oh, yeah. but like, okay, between Mrs. Haberdashery and Habit. Habadashan, right? I think it's Habadashan. Habadabadoo. No, I know. I, I change it every time I say it. <laughs> Habadabadoo. <laughs> That's um, what I Mrs. heard. Habadabadoo. Um, but between Mrs. Habisham and Estella, like they're both like come off immediately psycho. Yeah, yes. but none of it seems as crazy as when you were just encountered by the guy that goes, "Bring me a foil and some vittles." Or I'll come get you. Like, how is he going to come get Which, you? He's, yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to fuck up. By the way, you. if somebody says, do this or I'll kill you, like, I, I don't understand why you would come back. Like, so many confusing things. I think a child would do that. Like, oh, well, I mean, you I know, do have to come back. Otherwise, he'll feel like me down and eat I, was, I feel like if I ran into someone as a kid and they were like, hey, you help me? It's like, if you don't, I'm going to find out where you are. Like, oh, okay. I was really <laughs> happy with myself when I figured out that Vittles was vitals and meant food before they revealed it. I was very happy with myself <laughs> about that. I, I thought it was a snack. Like yeah. I thought. Yeah. It some was like Vittles. a kibbles kind of situation. I love some dough food. <laughs> um, so then in Oakdale, basically David goes to work for Renee, adopts her style, gets his own little artist beret. Mm-hmm. Like, man. <sighs> yeah, he changed quick. She... Purchase. She starts racking up the purchases. Buys a crazy solid piece of grain <laughs> to carve from, which yeah. is I think crazy. Uses okay. So like last minute, you'd think a lot of this stuff would have been in preparation. Oakdale is a really shoddy like setup here. They just have this person come in, like we'll figure it out. We'll get the materials when you're here. They don't work out a rate. They don't work out anything. They're a lot just of things like, are built come on trust. in. <laughs> yeah, I think. And then he's like, I'm going to use this weird computer scanning technology that ends up not really mattering at all because she still has to then old school eyeball it and Wishbone has to stand still while like doing it. Right. What was the whole point of the computer? Oh, and she got so frustrated when he moved at the beginning. I'm like, you haven't even hit anything yet. Like, (laughs) I think you can get the general shape. Like, again, I'm not an artist necessarily. Like, I, I, yeah, she, she was a psychopath. But you like eyeball the shape. You start working on that. And when you get down to the details. Yeah. Then you have them stand still. It's arguably animal cruelty. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure she's into that. I think the CAD program was used so that she could figure out like what size granite and everything she would need and then it would like give her a basic yeah estimate and then i guess 3d printing 3d printing hadn't been invented yet so she couldn't right use that you still can't 3d print granite i know but like at least a model like a prototype i mean who knows when people are listening to this episode in 2050 maybe they can oh yeah (laughs) that's true (laughs) yeah um yeah i hope our podcast host is still around yeah, I think with the, like the, so this is ultimately a Wanda episode because even though like Joe is working for Renee, it's like Wanda's the one that's conflicted because she feels bad. She basically is like, "Oh, this person's a dick," and I, but I like vouched for her and for this town, and like it's like I'm being humiliated and mm-hmm. and this is being bad. So it's like it's her conflict, and you know. So I, I just wanted to point out that out. I don't know why, but it's just it's a Wanda episode. Wanda episodes are fine, except for this yeah. one. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, I like Wanda. She's a troublemaker. She always makes the shows weird. 
Yeah. I mean, at least there's something to talk about because, like, again, every time we went to the narrative, I was just like, okay, here we go. Yeah. Speaking of, let's, let's do it. The narrative. Uh, so Pip is hanging out with his little blacksmith buddy, which I was like, who's this guy? Right. <laughs> and then on screen, they tell you, like, oh, his best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hello, best friend. <laughs> yep. Blacksmith best friend. Um, let's play the uh, clip here. Unless I can lead a very different sort of life from the one I lead now. I want to be a gentleman, Joe. <clears throat> I want to be a gentleman, Joe. I am looking for a blacksmith's apprentice. Seems commonly like a known dangerous as job Pit. to not wear a shirt. That during. would be me, sir. <laughs> My name is You know, is I would Jeff. like to point something out. Hello? I'm I appreciate their attention to detail in the costumes that here. His tie is a real necktie. It's clearly actually being used to keep his clothes as a closed. In a word, yeah. Like the way an old-fashioned tie would. It's very large... And it has a real knot in it, not just like a sort of pre- yeah. presentation knot. I'm a gentleman, Joe. I'm now, a crazy thing to me is that this blacksmith is wearing what? like just this overalls and no doing. shirt. Yeah, only it's a dangerous job to not have a shirt on. He looks like John Cena. I don't know why. <laughs> the only which person I know is Miss Havisham. She must be the one who's given me this fortune. Wearing denim shorts. So I will be a He looks gentleman. like he's working on a railroad. Yes. Yeah. It's my dream come true. That's true. No, Mr. Pip. The name of your benefactor must remain a profound secret until they decide to reveal them. But you also must stay at their haunted mansion for 24 hours. This <laughs> like, that's basically what this is yeah, right rules now. back then made no fucking sense. Do you have any objections to this arrangement? Watching this made me immediately think I, I want to be fucking rich when Pitt, I die so I can I leave my money leave to people but make a possible. crazy game out of it. Yeah, that does sound like you. Because right before I die, I'll have like I'm one last alone. smile. Like well, you guys have no idea what I surely will happen. miss you, Pip. But uh, ever Actually, the best no, he's not John Cena. He's Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> oh the, yeah, uh, that's little, better. A little scratchy on the the coins. Um, but yeah, so Pip becomes rich, but he thinks Miss Havisham's the one that is gifting him the money. Who wouldn't? Yeah, I mean, I mean, who honest, get that how dog? many are rich saying, people are in anybody's life? Are you saying when who wouldn't give that dog kid? money? I, I mean, who else in his life would it be? Yeah. The weirdo he saved. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that he lives in a time where a convict could, like, also, a criminal could be in jail. We don't even live in time where criminals are in jail. They're fucking all walking around if they yeah. have money. <laughs> That's true. I, but back then, I think you could find a treasure chest and suddenly you're wealthy count to monte cristo style and then you could i think like, that's what we like to believe because it makes that time seem not as abysmal as it was like now you kind of have to launder your money through trump or something or like, like bitcoin the, yeah or like the silk road the the dark web yeah do you yeah. do that i mean i still keep my eye out for treasure chests just in case <laughs> and then like you show up to a party one time with this like lavish like clothes and jewels and like who's this oh that's miss andrews she yeah. goes she she's came, an artist she goes next round's on me she goes to play the bartender she just takes out like a gold balloon yeah <laughs> you can't use this here she's new on the scene she just acquired a mass wealth <laughs> Fortune. Um, like, well, please, <laughs> please start spreading those rumors about me. <laughs> I would enjoy you should, that. Like, did you hear? Therese found a treasure. <laughs> 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 and now she's spending it, and she's the talk of the town. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm trying to think. Like, basically, oh yeah. So Pip meets up with this guy named uh, Hector Pocket, or whatever his name is. And, like, two kind of shitty rich kids in college, they go on a wild spending spree. 
and they live it up the gentleman's lifestyle, whatever that means. But <laughs> I like the one shot of like Wishbone. He bought the couch and he's like riding the couch as they're like taking yeah. it out of, out of the store and putting it in the back of the wagon. I would have been like, if that was a human, be like, hey, sir, can you not do that while we're like lifting? <laughs> you'd, be like, you'd be like, hey, Eric Trump, get off the couch. <laughs> like, I mean, Wishbone's like five pounds. But we're um, led to believe yes. that he is a human. Yeah, in this they world. do act oh. like he's a human. He is courting this like very adult woman. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, sometimes I lose track of of the dog characteristics versus they, the human character. Don't worry, they do as well. <laughs> <laughs> they they all seem to have some trouble with it. They commit, but they have trouble. Yeah, um, yeah, and then they basically he spends all his money. Pip does. And then they realize that they cannot spend more they take in, you know, or else they'll go into debt. But I'm sorry. Um, else they go into debt. But um, yeah, then like that in uh, Oakdale, Renee runs out of money or doesn't decides not to pay her bills and then just skips down. I like yep. to call her Renoir. Yeah. Uh, Renoir. Why? Because she's a famous artist. Like the famous artist Renoir. Oh, Right, of course. I, I'd like to believe that's how she actually prefers it to be pronounced. I'm sure. I'm sure, yeah, something crazy like that. Do you think she's ever finished a project somewhere for her No, name she just goes to from town this... to town, like, starting these projects. Or when she does, like, they're just not very good. And this is before Twitter, so, like, people can't just go on a rant about her. She just escapes, and yeah. that's it. No, nobody's leaving a Yelp review. Yeah, no Yelp reviews. <laughs> yeah, she can't be blacklisted. You can't go and, like, troll her on Instagram Angie's account. List. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she skips town. David shows up at the artist site, and there's like just the the, the repo guys. It's so funny because it's it's just like yeah. this, he's like she didn't pay her bills. Well, yeah. <laughs> also, like before that, I mean, I know we mentioned it before, but the scene was so insane when David comes with all the bills. Why is why is a child picking all of these things up and collecting bills? And then she goes, "Tell them, tell tell them, someone will take care of it." Like what? Yeah. Yeah. Also, very efficient on these creditors that they are repoing this like same day, same right? day turnaround. She must. They must have been catching up to her then. If they're like, okay, we'll yeah, lend you this stuff. Yeah, they've been following her from town to town. <laughs> yeah. If you don't get this done, we're gonna take them away. But they, yeah, she leaves everything. The the repo guys got to take the granite block away, <laughs> which I feel like that's like you could, like you could probably leave that there. I don't know who's gonna be like taking that. Yeah, that's I a good mean, point. You know. Like you can take you your can, like you, you don't you, you don't, can't pick it up and go. There's no yeah. like rush to get that out of there. <laughs> no, if someone needs a countertop ASAP. Yeah, um, yeah, and then basically Pip comes poor again. Well, he chooses to though. Yeah, and it's all because he didn't get that woman. He didn't. Get, he didn't get Estella, and then also he learns that which she didn't seem to care whatsoever about him still by right. the end so it's like well, yeah wait, so he's in love with her but she doesn't recognize he exists almost like i'm confused she but, is yeah. like i think mentally unstable yeah. like that whole family is yes <laughs> and she's sure. under but maybe it's she's they're under a spell because miss havisham is broken of that spell when she lights herself on fire <laughs> 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 that's all it took just uh because yeah she gets her dress caught on fire and pip saves her and then it's suddenly like oh like how wonderful like i didn't benefit you my thing but now i will because you saved me <laughs> and is the lesson here if wealth earned by good deeds is better than no like wealth not earned at all 
Or is that just a general? Am I just? Well, I also think it's meant to be a little bit about how, you know, when he came in and first met them, they did appreciate that he acted like they were no different than anyone else, mm-hmm. which is why they kept having him come back around. Yeah, yeah and then which after, I appreciated that. Exactly. Um, but then after he, he tried to court her for so long and she went and spent, he went and spent time with them, even though they were kind of like miserable people, he doesn't end up getting what he wants, which is fine. Like that wasn't what she wanted. So whatever. And he realizes like none of this is really for him. And then a bad thing happens to her. And I think to a lot of other people, they'd be like, well, I'm not getting out of this. So screw you. Not that they would let her them just like burn to death or anything. Yeah. But he did it out of the goodness of his heart, which I think it's like finally that like message got through to this woman. So I do think it's also about like just being a genuinely good person throughout and not when it's just for your advantage. Correct. Yeah. I think for for Havisham, she was obviously having these young men come around that were like courting her daughter and mm-hmm. um, you know, she obviously didn't trust men. Yeah. What happened to her. He was being nice because he wanted something before and because he was good, but he did want something. Whereas yeah. now he doesn't right. want anything anymore. And he's still being nice because he is nice because he is a good dog. Yeah. He's a good boy. Good dog boy. Yeah. He's Human. a good boy. Good boy. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's a, the moral of the story of that book is, just it's like bill and ted's excellent adventure be excellent to each other it's ted's law yeah <laughs> ted's law. and uh yeah i don't know i'm trying to get any other like things about this book other than well then he gives it up he's like i'm gonna go back and be a blacksmith again which seems like right. a pretty awesome job to go back to i mean his blacksmith buddy seemed like a real party animal so and, i mean it couldn't have been that bad and given like wishbone's physical limitations like probably all he would be doing is just manning like the the, the air thing Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and like, and then the, his friend would actually, Jerry O'Connell, would actually be the one that actually <laughs> is going to be doing the actual, like, smithing. Well, I, I felt it was a little presumptuous of Wishbone to just assume his friend hasn't taken on a new apprentice yet. Or died. Who knows? It was like the, the 17th true. century. Yeah. They, I'll tell you what. 18th. You don't want to be a blacksmith <laughs> back then because they're operating on coal and they do not have any kind of breathing apparatus. Oh, yeah. No, they, they don't no even have a shirt. They don't even, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't even have a shirt. He's got an apron. He's got a leather apron on, but just no shirt. <laughs> That's it. It is not a safe Work job. Environment. No. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he's going to go back to being blacksmith, but or not. Or, for, for a short while. Yeah. Yeah, until he tries to take advantage of some other rich person. Exactly, and seeing, yes. Yeah. And which, yeah. And he get, he, he ends up with Estelle at the end, right? Is that... Did I, I don't remember that? that. I don't know. I didn't Does read the it, book. Yeah, so. they kind of rushed at the end. Yeah. Um, or is I don't it just remember. like he gets the thing without really having to deal with that woman anymore? <laughs> I think it's that. I don't yeah. remember them ending up together. But I could be wrong. Good for him be because I, he shouldn't really have to settle for that. No. No, he should just settle for all of the money that he surprisingly got um, throughout the last 25 minutes. Uh, Oakdale, Wanda, steps up and is like, you know, yes, I brought in this crazy person. They burned through a lot of money, left without paying. But you know what? I will make up for it and I will do the work. I will make the statue. And she doesn't go. let's, Let's not leave out an important piece here. She goes, well, I don't know if it'll work. And it doesn't say anything. And everyone's looking at her because they're like, what are we going to do? She goes, I do have something that I have been working on. And then still another is like very long pregnant pause here. It's just like everyone's like, well, you just like, just tell us what is it? <laughs> and then then they cut forward. It's like, so she mentioned she just happened to be working 
yeah. on a statue. Which I, mean, this is like, so I, I don't know. I think she episode. was behind the whole thing. I mean, she has a dog statue handy. Like, she's just ready so to roll it out. So do you think that she was like, I have this dog, I, I, but I'm insecure about it. I don't think it's going to work. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to create such a shitty situation yeah. for the town. I think she's gonna behind it all. they're going to be desperate She's the statue. She's negging Oakdale. <laughs> She's making them feel bad about themselves, like they have no other option, putting them in this position. And it's like, well, like, I mean, thank you so much for giving us the opportunity. She's nagging up. Yeah, Oakdale. there's some real dark arts here. Yeah. There's like, speaking yeah, of yeah, artists. Like, it really she... is like her journey with her own art. And she, she used has... to make a lot of hats. Yeah. And like her flowers are her art. Her garden is oh, her, her garden art. is wonderful. And like her house and stuff. And. She's made other things of Wishma before. Remember, she made that one really scary. Like that's what I was trying to say. Is yeah. I got a flashback. So it's the very first episode of the show, is it not? Or it's one of the very first episodes of the show. Very cool. She, yeah. She rolls into Wishbone's house and she's speaking with Joe's mom, and, and she's like, "I call it like whatever it is," and it was inspired by Wishbone. He looks like a demon dog. Yeah. He's like all spiky and is his like evil face. It was very scary. So it's like, <laughs> is she just gonna have a scaled up version? Because <laughs> this is the only other dog statue I've ever seen this lady make. Yeah, but instead... Maybe she has multiple just lined up ready to go yeah. at all of these dog parks. Like, yeah. this, is, this isn't just happening here. I think it's happening everywhere, and so that's why... Renee is going and Wanda are going from town to town and, yeah. like, you know, creating the situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is how their family made money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're con artists. They're con, yeah. They're um, still artists. That's why they have matching what convertibles. Of... That's why they have multiple dog uh-huh, statues, uh-huh. the whole thing. What did you think of Wanda's statue of Wishbone? Well, it's not of Wishbone. It's another dog. Oh, yeah. That's true. It's yeah, Wishbone-like, like though. It's of a no, dog. No, it's a poodle. Is it? It's yeah. very Wishbone clearly a poodle. I thought it was just like the muscular dimensions. No, it's off. it's got, it's not even, it's got like I think like Wishbone calls long, it a poodle. Yeah, it's clearly a poodle. Okay. I interpret it as like, it's just like one of those impressionist statues of Things are just like different size proportions. No, 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 no. Because if it was like a muscular thing like that, then also like the lar- the parts that were enlarged would have been upper on its limbs, whereas it was down by its feet, like the way you would groom a poodle. It was like a groomed oh. poodle. So I, I interpret like, it, like you know, thrilled like those... out at the at the legs, and it had the big like poodly like ears with yeah. like the big like frilly head, but it had the like like trimmed back. It was very clearly like she's into groomed, stupid, frilly poodles, like. It was hey, hey, very hey. obvious Let's, and dumb. We accept all dogs. We, we don't really bring want to bring an anti poodle. I'm just saying, agenda. if she wasn't going to do a Jack Russell Terrier, she could have done a Beagle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue there. Yes, uh, but I, yeah, it's it was like one of those generic like things you see at the modern art museum, though. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, the just a big like it was brass. It looked like. Where did she get that? Where did she get that material? I, the I bill mean, collectors are going to come soon. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I, I would assume that that brass is, is it more expensive than granite or no, oh, no, there's no. no way. Maybe in this economy, I don't know. Who knows? No, because <laughs> you can re, you can melt down and smelt like metal. You can't do that with granite. Granite's a one-time use deal. <laughs> yeah, but like, but that also makes the statue valuable. Someone's gonna come melt it down and like take it for another purpose. So, um, I I thought it was like Valerian steel. <laughs> 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 You're never gonna be able to get rid of it. It's here nope. forever. No. Nope. But yeah, let's let's play the clip of Wanda unveiling her statue here. And Wishbone does and not the like the it. The moment I've been dreaming of. It'll be good to have when I'm winter comes. Tall. See, it's not like a oh, poodle. Wanda. No, it's definitely a poodle. That's wonderful. I love. This is the most acting Ellen has ever done. 
Yeah, everyone has to act. Congratulations! Oh, oh, wonder. Really captured the. What a lovely dress Ellen has on, looking fantastic as always. She's very Laura Dern in this scene. Yeah. She reminds me of Aunt Becky from Full House. Yeah, another. There you go. Another great hot mom. 90s mom. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that good boy. Okay, but which bit is me? You know, which, which, which bit is Wishbone? Wanda? Wanda! I mean, look at it. Wanda, come on! Wanda, pay attention, please. Wanda? So everyone wants Wanda. to follow her around now and ask her questions. I like they're just wandering Wanda. into the woods also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, exit scene into the woods. Like, right, um, Back to the no-name scene, grave. Wanda, you're just going to keep going. Yeah, don't worry. We'll fade out. No one will ask questions. Yeah, you know, like there's no really designated <laughs> area, so just kind of keep going. I like to think that all of the like wishbone hotspots, because so many things have happened in the woods in this show. That they're all kind of like right near each other. Like the no-name grave is off to the side. Yeah. The weird pit that Wishbone fell into when he got abandoned by Joe is right nearby. The cabin that they got caught in that was set on fire and they all almost burned alive. The Murphy right Ranch right. House. Yeah. What? Yo, that I was, missed that, was that episode. That was a wild episode. Yeah. There's been a, a lot of stuff has happened in Jackson Park. Yeah. Mm. The the saving the tree from the Tasty Oasis Yeah, there was guy. almost a Tasty Oasis which seemed like a really terrible location for a tasty yeah, oasis. Yeah, who doesn't want ice cream? But it, there was no road or, like, anything. People go to the forest and just wander <laughs> around yeah. here. It's apparently the perfect place. <laughs> All right. Well, that, I feel like, wraps up this uh, wonderful episode of Wishboning. Therese, any other future thoughts on this? Or f- current thoughts, I guess, not future. Um. Well, my... I do have a future thought in that I'm I'm excited to see the next one. I feel like we need redemption. Yeah. From this episode a little bit. That's good. I, I, yeah. Like you you've been you have a taste in your mouth and you want more. Yeah. It's like yeah, you're like palate cleanser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we need one. Yeah. Um yeah, but it it was fun to talk with you guys even if I didn't necessarily enjoy the episode as much. <laughs> Any thoughts from you as well? Or like basically covered like everything you wanted? I mean, here's what I'll say is even when the episodes, I don't enjoy them, which it's a percentage of them. Yeah. But it's not anywhere close to even half. It's maybe like 10%. It's probably like a few other episodes. I, I would put this on the pantheon of worst episode of the series, though. Whoa. Oh, wow. Um, it would be up there in, in the top five worst episodes of the series. But even that, then, it's a wishbone episode, so it's not like completely bad. Correct. And But then, even then, there are always fun things to talk about with it. So. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we talked about a 22-minute TV show for now 50 minutes. It's like, okay, well, even if it wasn't great or my favorite thing, it still ends up being enjoyable for our show. Yeah, and it's Wishbone. I could talk about this for days. All right, let's keep going. (laughs) Well, I don't have enough space on my computer, but John, what Uh, are we watching next for our PubCast? I think we were going to watch the... 19 i think 1987 version of great expectations which is directed by alfonso Cuarón, who <coughs> probably one of his earlier movies like you just start that over yeah so i think we might watch the 1997 version of great expectations uh directed by alfonso Cuarón, uh who everyone knows now from like gravity and uh prisoner of azkaban yeah and stuff. but this is like i think one of his early earlier works um this is children when was, of men Pre-Children of Men, because um, this is like when you did basically uh, this, he did Great Expectations, he did Little Princess, 
And then he did a, I forget, he did a couple other things before Prisoner of Azkaban. I'm hoping because his whole thing is he does these like long single camera I shots. Think this is kind of bef- maybe before yeah, he's he really been dabbling in it. It'll be interesting to see early. Court. I want just like a really long shot of the main character. I want to see young Pip like go into the graveyard. He gets like caught by the guy and then we see him running through the town. He, he's like, oh, the file. No, I'll get the file later. This guy needs like, some Like, I'm going to die. I need to hurry. Yeah. Vittles. And no, like, you just watch get... it single camera. He's running through the town. He gets back. He like hands it to him and then, it, yeah. and then we pop out. It changes. You Hopefully know, we, that we, we don't the get like the, the Terrence Malick version where it's like Pip wandering around going like, what am I doing here? Oh. What's going on? And, like just beautiful cinematography. Do you know who's in this movie? I have no idea. Uh-huh. I would love, I would love the old crazy guy to be played by John Malkovich. Uh, let me let me pull up the. I would like Steve Buscemi to what the blacksmith or the. <laughs> yes. Um, you're gonna love it. Oh, here oh. we go. So we have Gwyneth Paltrow's Estella. Oh, Guap. Ethan Hawke as Pip. Oh. Wow. Robert De Niro as the convict. Yeah. Oh, can he do like he can do like the the Fokker, the eyes like I'm, I'm sure, watching you maybe. thing? He'll be we'll like, uh, and Bancroft like, as Miss Havisham. You go get me a file and some vittles. Got, okay. you You've fucker. said vittles plenty. Okay, of it's my favorite so new word. <laughs> like, I think that's tone down of the vittles, man. Yeah, uh, we also have your vittles cut off. Hank Azaria and Chris Cooper in it as well. Oh, so wow. I am excited to watch some all star cast, especially yeah, for this guy's like fun. one of his first forays and probably the you know the peak Gwyneth Paltrow hair before she really kind of just went away <laughs> because yeah. this is like Shakespeare in love era right era like when well, like, those Iron were Man. the days I mean yeah okay but this is like when she was like dating Ben Affleck Ooh, this mm-hmm. is before she went nuts before goop this is be- this is pre-goop <laughs> pre-goop pre-goop was my favorite pre-goop Gwen yeah uh all right well that's gonna wrap it up for this one Christian where can we find you at Christian underscore Humes or on many shows at Zeitheist. And Therese, where can we find you? At Therese the Beast. Yeah. Yeah. I, I play real hard on the social medias. <laughs> and I'm Johnny Be Good in LA. We'll see you next time. Bark, bark. Get me some vittles. Stop. Like no. Stop.